you know, they fought for this country and now they can maybe own part of it or run a piece of it. Some that we talk to are very interested in coming back, maybe even to their hometown and into the community and helping their own reintegration efforts in that respect. Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com. Boy, I'm so excited. This time around, we're diving into something that's really close to, to my heart, to be honest. Jeff Cathy joins us. He's a senior military affairs executive for Bank of America and a former Navy captain. I'm married to an ex-Navy guy, so I know what that's like. And it's interesting because what we're going to talk about with Jeff is so, so significant. Uh, according to a study published, Greg, in 2017 by the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, when you look at the the veterans, they are twice as likely to be self-employed compared to non-veterans. This does not surprise me. So, Jeff, first of all, welcome. And do you think this stat is really widely known by veterans themselves? I think it is. You know, there's about, uh, we know that about 180 to 200,000 service members leave the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force, and the Marines every year. And as they do, formally, they go through a transition assistance program in their individual services. And about 10% of them raise their hand and say, I want to I want to start up a, a, my own business. I want to get in there and, and run a franchise or start my own business. And I'm very interested in receiving an initial primer on on what that is all about. What are the resources out there? What are the barriers are there to either help me or hinder me in going forth with uh, my efforts? So it it's uh it, it's it's a strong and uh, it's a strong cohort that's interested in it and the services have set that up to kind of segregate them off to the side and say, "Okay, if you're interested in starting your own business, come over here and we'll start talking about business plans and marketing plans and so forth." So, Jeff, you're a former Navy captain. You're now the senior military affairs executive for Bank of America. And I mean, this is really what you focus on every day. I'm wondering, looking back on your past uh, as a Navy captain and now interacting with these veteran entrepreneurs every day, are there certain things that, well, you know, are there certain things that draw people to military service that then lead them to become great entrepreneurs? Are there things that happen in the training or in the course of their years of service that make them great at being entrepreneurs? Can you kind of see it as a, as a whole or as a, a whole process for them? Greg, I, you know, I would say that those who want to come out and, and start their own business really probably want to control their own destiny. You know, and, and maybe in some ways, uh, quit taking orders and start giving them right. And uh, <laughs> and, and and you know, they they they're going to be successful. I mean, you know, employers are looking for talent, work ethic, and attitude. And seventy percent, the nationwide survey of, of of companies are look looking for primarily work ethic and attitude. And so, I think the ones who raise their hand and want to start their own company, that work ethic will uh, transfer over. Um, up to them to keep the attitude on because there's going to be starts and stutters and so forth. And then the talent portion of it, that's the neat part where, you know, they're going to, they're going to be intellectually curious. They're going to have to go and start a new mission and they're going to have to learn uh, all this stuff from the business plan to the marketing plan to the, you know, how to raise uh, capital and so forth. So I, you know, I, I just see them as, uh, 
you know, they, they, they fought for this country and now they can, you know, maybe own part of it or run a piece of it. I think they, they don't lack confidence. You know, I think they've had a ton of responsibility in the service. They've had many of them global exposure. They've worked in diverse environments. They've done some crisis action planning and they've made some um, decision making at a high, high rate of speed. So I think they can jump right into it. Some that we talk to are very interested in coming back, maybe even to their hometown, into the community, and helping their own reintegration efforts in that respect. Jeff, I referenced this in the beginning because of my own family. I saw this, and I talked about this this study that was published in 2017 by the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. And in that study, they also found that self-employed veterans demonstrated higher levels of gratitude, community integration, and altruistic service to others. I'm not surprised by that because of what I've seen. Can you talk about how supporting veteran entrepreneurs and encouraging other vets to become entrepreneurs and you know, small business owners also brings great benefits to the community at large. It, it, it does, uh, Kay. You know, to get out there and, you know, th- there's less than 1% uh, of Americans that are putting the uniform on. And so um, they are highly trained. They're very specialized. Their operational tempo is high. They deploy a lot. And, you know, Americans, uh, you know, nationally and in the local communities want to support the troops, so to speak but they can't find them. And so, you know, they're just gone. And to be able to come back and self-socialize and to start up your own, through your own initiative, your own company, and get rid of the natural tendency towards isolation, whether you're on a military installation or you're on a MAC flight going overseas, or you're on the ground forward deployed in South Korea or Germany, or you're in a combat zone, that, that isolation has just really got to be peeled back and to start your own company and to put a sign up on the window kind of demystifies the whole thing. And I think, you know, the, so many of the veterans, they're community integrators. They're going to be contributors. They want to get in there, whether it's on the Little League field, at the church, uh, any kind of uh, associations to include in the business community. We're talking with Jeff Kath. He's the senior military affairs executive for Bank of America. He's a former Navy captain. We're also talking about how and why veterans become so great at being small business owners and entrepreneurs. And one of the things I want to ask you, Jeff, is what are some of the challenges that veterans face? And when I Googled this, I actually came up with the term vetrepreneurship. So there's clearly a movement here, but what are some of the challenges that veterans face in starting a small business or continuing to run one? And what kinds of programs are are out there? For instance, I know that B of A just launched a program to help military veteran entrepreneurs. We did, and it's exciting. And let me just uh, table that for a second, Greg. But uh, I would say, you know, the the, the barriers are uh, access to capital. Really, where are the dollars, uh, number one? And number two, I think, you know, inside the military, we have appropriated dollars from the taxpayers through the Congress. And so it's a budgeting sort of exercise, large budgets, but the it's different than the raising of capital and the generation of revenue. And so that is something that the entrepreneur has to sort of learn. And then also how to manage expenses and how to borrow money to grow that business. So I think those are the the, the, the barriers. And then, you know, that business acumen part, now it's, okay, I got to develop a business plan. 
I've got to have this, you know, I got to know my uh, marketing plan and who's the competitors, who else is already out there. Maybe this market in Des Moines, Iowa is, uh, you know, saturated or oversaturated and, you know, trying to do mobile uh, automobile, automobile detailing or dog grooming or whatever it is. So those those are the things that are out there. And then, as I said, it's, you know, the access to capital is the big one. So if they come to most uh, banks, you know, they leave the Army on Friday and want to start their business on Monday and they walk into the bank, they're just not bankable. And um, so a lot of them will go over to uh, other sources of capital or maybe even a credit card and pay pretty high uh, rates to borrow that money. Um, and sometimes that can be crushing and uh, put them out of business before they even start. So uh, Bank of America on 8th of June announced a $20 million veteran entrepreneur lending program um, whereby a, the nonprofit lending uh, arm of the company and some uh, community development financial institutions, CDFIs, are out there. And we funded five of them over seven states, uh, Texas, Colorado, Oklahoma, California, New York, and both Carolinas. And to, it's a real solution at about an 8% plus or minus percent type of lending for the veteran. And, and so, you know, it's, we lend at about 0.1% to those CDFIs who turn around and lend to the business owner once they vet them and look at their, you know, their credit scores and their business plan and all that that we mentioned. And you can you can start at eight percent. It opens the door. It gets them at uh, you know at their meet their financial needs for uh, the capital up front, and um, off they go. So we're very excited about that CDFI uh, program called Veteran Entrepreneur Lending Program. Twenty million dollars over those five CDFIs, and it's just started. And we're very excited about it. You know what's interesting, Jeff, is as I've been listening to you, and, and, and I did not serve in the military. I am not a veteran, and I've learned so much by listening to you. And I was really excited to talk to you because I realized folks who have not served and are not veterans have so much to learn from this conversation. And one of the things I started thinking as I've been listening to you here is there are probably some real advantages to being in the military and then getting out and starting a business, but there are probably some disadvantages. And one of the disadvantages I thought of as you've been talking is if I go the traditional entrepreneurial route, which I think for many people is you go to college and maybe you're studying business, maybe you're not, but you're networking with other potential entrepreneurs in the community perhaps, or you're just focused on a very specialized thing because you have a college major and then maybe you go on to get a master's degree and a PhD. You've been building this whole network around you that's going to support you in your business. That's not necessarily true, I would think, for a veteran. So that could be a disadvantage that they're not in the same environment. And do you think programs like this B of A program, or are there other programs like from the SBA that help support veterans to eliminate that disadvantage and turn it into an advantage? Yeah, no, I hear you, Greg. And the sequence is just come in different orders. And so uh, I agree with you. And, you know, there's a very hierarchical way and, you know, build the triangle, like you said, uh, on one side. And the other side is, you know, go over there and defend your countrymen and uh, do what you're asked to do from a military forward deployed perspective and so forth. And you're sort of losing ground along the way when you come back. And that's why it's so exciting to see 
these veteran entrepreneur programs that have been established mostly uh, a lot at the land-grant colleges like University of Florida and uh, at Oklahoma State University and at University of Southern Cal, the Marshall School of Business, and at Syracuse University at the IVMF. Even here locally where I am at uh, Hillsborough Community College, they have a set-aside called uh, Operation Startup. Not a set-aside, but, a, you know, just a... Uh, a veteran entrepreneur program. Uh, even Stanford has Ignite. And, and so there's, you know, this is, there's 1.1 million veterans on college campuses executing the GI Bill. Hmm. And and most of these these courses, and I've been to the one out in L.A. and up in Gainesville and Stillwater, Oklahoma, and most of these, and there's about 80 to 90 veteran entrepreneurs, either current uh, existing ownership of a business, fledgling, you know, in the first or second year, um, or brand new. And uh, they'll usually go eight or nine months or so, and they'll come in for a week and get to know the instructors, the expectations, and so forth, and have some academics there. And uh, then they'll go back to their hometowns through some online academics and some mentorship along the way and some checkpoints and so forth, and they'll come back and graduate. So it's a... Um, it, it, it's good. There's a buzz around it. Um, there's strength in numbers. You know, popping out of that is going to be, you know, sort of the evening out of those sort of two different paths to owning your own business. So, Jeff, I can imagine you just talked about uh, some of the programs that are there. Can you share with us some stories from some of the vets, some of the entrepreneurs and small business owners that you've worked with in your position with Bank of America? You know, I'd say, uh, Kate, most of those that, that I know that are running organizations, and I'd, I'd equate them to a small business, are, are they, they're leading nonprofits. And these are sort of millennial-led nonprofits that Bank of America is associated with, such as Student Veterans of America, such as America's Warrior Partnership, or Team Red, White, and Blue, or Mission Continues, or Team Rubicon. And these are young men and women as executive directors of these organizations that essentially are doing the same thing. Even a nonprofit, you've got to generate revenue, you've got to fundraise, you've got to control expenses and staffing and travel and everything else, and you have to lead a team. And that's exactly what they're doing. And so we have great uh, partnerships, long-lasting partnerships uh, sustained with, with all of those nonprofits and um, in, in some of the uh, smaller veteran-owned businesses. We went out to People Fund, who's one of those five CDFIs that we spoke about. They're in Texas. They're in Austin, Texas. And we went out and met Gary Lindner, and he runs them. And we looked at all their books and met some of their veteran entrepreneurs, looked at how they how they vet who they're going to lend to. Uh, we looked at their loss rates. We looked at their sustained efforts to support uh, these veterans as they start up their business because it's, it's more than just veteran entrepreneurial leadership program I talked about. It's more than just writing a check and the $20 million to those five CDFIs. It's lending and learning and technical assistance. And so that is a huddle up. That's support network. That is, you know, we're all going to, you know, we all get the same uh, target, but you know, there's going to be some off-ramps or there's going to be some unexpected barriers and so forth. But this is the learning part of it through Syracuse University and IVMF, the Institute of Veteran and Military Families, their VYs, their women veterans programs. There are, there are ways and, and uh, technical assistance for those business plans and control of money and expenses and so forth to make this a go. So it's not, here's your check, good luck, see you later. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. And in fact, uh, Jeff, 
when I was getting ready for this interview and just Googled the phrase military veteran entrepreneurs and veteran on entrepreneurs, that's when I began to discover that there's this whole world that includes uh, networking and programs like you've described for learning, in addition to access to capital and things like that. We're talking with Jeff Cathy. He's the senior military affairs executive for Bank of America and a former Navy captain. I want to ask you, Jeff, we're talking here about veterans starting businesses or, or continuing to run businesses and getting the kind of support that can help them continue to be successful. I'm wondering if you have any suggestions for people who are listening who are family or friends of a veteran and they know that their family member or their friend has always talked about or dreamed of starting a business, but maybe just needs a little bit of a push. Are there things those of us who are family or friends can do to support that veteran to enable them to take the first step? I think so, Greg. I think, uh, you know, besides lending them a few dollars is to really get them into, into the community and, you know, even the score, the, uh, the, the senior, uh, former executives that are out there in, in, uh, most markets around the country that lend their expertise. So they have, uh, come and gone in, in their business, uh, entrepreneurship and been successful and they know what the minefields are and they know what the uh, success metrics are. These are companies big and small. You know, if you look back at current or recent executives, CEOs of large companies like Lockheed Martin and FedEx and Procter and Gamble, Procter and Gamble's Bob McDonald, a West Point graduate who was a most recent secretary of the VA. And so these are good leaders. Bank of America was run by a Marine, Hugh McCall, General Motors, same thing. And so they, they all somewhere in there whether they served like I did for 29 years or they came in and did an honorable service for four years and then left and started, you know, struck out on their own. There is, you know, as I said, everybody everybody's wanting to support the troops and more than just writing a check. So if you get in a local uh, area, what is it that a community, and, 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 and these are where communities can be led by all of us as collaborators, and integrators uh, through the economic development part of a of a local community or the the chambers of commerce and and other ways to do this and figure out where the belly button is to push it to collaborate because it's just really uh, a bit of an opening of a door just like our CDFI program it just open that door get it going and it's going to flush out in the right direction and uh, it's really just the socialization sort of the networking, the exchange of ideas, the engagement. And as I said, these, you know, these former, these uh, veterans and these former servants, they're going to come there. They're going to contribute. You know, they're going to show up early. They're going to wrap it up. They're going to work on a weekend. They're going to figure it out until it goes. Been just a little bit of a push for from those in the know. You know, this, this is an economic stimulator. This is a very good and a righteous way to help veterans reintegrate into the community and not be so isolated. I can only imagine what it's going to look like in 10 years. So exciting. Jeff Cathy, Senior Military Affairs Executive for Bank of America, former Navy Captain. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, thank you very much, Greg. Likewise. Thanks for listening to The Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com.